Welcome. It's the Long Coat Mafia, the internet's most hated and mafia-themed geek podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, aliens of all shapes, sizes, colors, ages, and those visiting from the Shadow Realm that wish to listen to our podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the Internet's Most Hated Mafia-themed geek podcast, Long Coat Mafia podcast. It is I, the one, the only, Reverend Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman, a.k.a. this show's frontman and main host. It's Monday, y'all, and for those of you who are returning over the past several weeks, you know what today means. It means it's a filler episode day with the defunct podcast, The Covert Cast. And for those of you who are new to the Long Coat Mafia podcast, aka the internet's most hated mafia-themed geek podcast, what we tend to do on Mondays is go into our archives and find a podcast that is defunct and that no one can find out there while we here at our show wait on the files from Sasha the Princess of Darkness to send to us so we could edit them and post up that finalized episode for all of you to listen to. Now, who is Sasha the Princess of Darkness, you may ask, because you're a new listener. Sasha the Princess of Darkness is my co-host for our main episodes here on the Long Coat Mafia podcast, or on this side of things. But she tends to run her own YouTube channel where she posts up edited versions of the the main podcasts, as well as her own content there as well. I'll put a link to her YouTube channel and her social media in the description down below for all of you to check her out. Now, why the Covert Cast? Well, the reason why I keep going back to that well is because a lot of you out there are enjoying the Covert Cast. Maybe not as much as when they were originally airing these episodes about 10, 12 years ago, but you guys and gals out there still are enjoying them. And thus, until I run out of episodes, I will be gladly reposting them here. Now, before we go into the summary in regards to what the guys talk about this week on the Covert Cast, let me just tell you guys and gals out there that I'll be in... Clearbrook, Virginia this October 28th and 29th at the Ravenwood Fair. The Ravenwood Fair is a Ren Fair in the Clearbrook area. I'm so thankful that they'll allow me to have a booth. I'll be there promoting my show. If you guys are in the Virginia area, come on down, pay that admission, visit us at the Ren Fair. We'll be talking to everybody, promoting our show. Maybe we're getting some content for all of you out there. Now, We do have a special episode planned for that week, just in case we don't get any content and we're too busy promoting the show to everyone and everything, getting content. So we're perfectly prepared. Don't worry, you'll still get a new episode for that week. And it's going to be a main episode only, no filler, no nothing else. So be prepared for that. But still, you'll get a brand new episode for that week. So I'll also say this. It'll be that only episode for the week, like I said. Whether or not there'll be additional episodes, whether between me and Sasha or from the Ren Fair itself, I don't know. 
uh, that's up in the air. But you, again, you'll still get an ep- an episode for that week. So uh, be prepared for that. I got to put everything together over the next couple of days and let Podbean know to release it on that day so all of you could have fun. But in this week's episode of the Covert Cast, they are talking about the Bermuda Triangle, y'all. So you guys are going to enjoy this episode. It's a wonderful discussion. They're going to get into it. And as always, I'll leave that E up on, or I should say that explicit content warning up just in case the guys in the episode get a little raunchy or vulgar. So I figure it's better to use it and not need it than find out later I needed it and I didn't use it. So please understand that fact. And again, remember that this podcast that you're about to listen to is defunct. It's considered lost media. Any links, emails, etc., 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 no longer exist and don't qualify. And if you, uh, well, I'll talk about it on the other side of the program. So either way, for right now, hey, George, hit the music. We'll be right back with more of the Long Coat Mafia podcast. There has been an attempt, as perhaps you know now, on the life of President Kennedy. Right now, no one seems to know exactly what it was. Is it myth, or does Bigfoot really exist? Conspiracy theorists. They've been crazy, but now they're right. They're here. Welcome to episode 21 of the Covert Cast. With me, I have Dr. Vern. Hi, I'm Dr. Vern. And Dobbs. Hello. Alright, um, you're going to notice there is going to be, um, sound quality is going to be slightly degraded. I am using different equipment for the time being, but um, we, w- we will be getting more equipment in the studio and improving. By studio, I mean, my, of course, my living room. Not a tool shed, maybe. Not a tool shed. Much more comfortable. Wait, but who are you? I am Dusty. Did uh, I not mention? I yeah, you didn't mention that. Yeah. I'm not used to mentioning myself. Yeah, I'm right. used to being mentioned. But yeah, we have indoor plumbing now. That's nice. <laughs> nice. I, I do like neighbors not seeing much junk. <laughs> that is nice, That's especially great. when their little kids are still playing. That you got to stop peeing and yeah, wait till they're gone. Because that whole felony thing. <laughs> it gets. It's bad. Yeah. yeah. But um. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, covert cast. Yeah. Let's... Yeah. <laughs> now this, like I said, this is um. Equipment's not as as good as I'd like, so we're going to do the Bermuda Triangle episode, and we're going to take a brief one, two, to month, up to four-week hiatus until I get new equipment and a better setup. I mean, hopefully we won't be gone too long. It's not. I mean, there's just a few things I need to get to improve things. That's no problem. That's not a problem. We'll wait. Yeah. Huh? We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> Make yeah. them wait. Oh, well, they'll wait. Nah, I mean, I'm just kidding. We'll just wait till we record again and get better equipment. But <laughs> we can do that. Bermuda Triangle. Yes. So, so some people may not know what the Bermuda Triangle is. What is the Bermuda Triangle, Dobbs? 
It's a stretch of land. What? Ocean. I'm sorry. Between what? Uh, it connects from Puerto Miami, Rico, Florida, Puerto Rico to Bermuda. Yeah. Yes. Bermuda's in the title, even. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, but Puerto, it's in there. It's yeah. a it's a stretch of land where like uh, a lot of mysterious occurrences and disappearances have taken place since uh, well reported as far back as Columbus. Yes. yes. So uh, only the earliest date I see by name is 1502, but I think there was some before that. 1492. Well, yes, yes. but in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. I understand that. We said before the show, I, I made reference <laughs> to the fact that the, the earliest I could find was a decade after. Yeah, a decade. Columbus, but the the public Fif- 1502. Okay, 1492. Oh, 15, I was thinking 1902 for some reason. Yes. All right, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the public awareness of all the reportings and stuff were kind of around World War II time. Uh, Flight 19 was, I believe, 1945. Yeah, that's the big one that kind of sparked off a lot of people's interest in the Bermuda Triangle. Is Flight 19 going missing? Well, is, and, and I love the fact that it's even mysterious that they call it Flight 19 since it involves several planes. Um, uh, it was, uh, I think, five planes. Yes, the uh, they're flying. Uh, their their mission was to. Uh, fly from Florida to a Bermuda station and turn around and return to Florida. And they were never, they flew into oblivion. They were never heard from again. Uh, they never found wreckage. They never found the planes. They never found the, the, the pilots. They never found anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's been, I mean, they they even never even found the uh, plane that went searching for them, which there was a reported uh, a vessel that was in the region at the time, said they saw a fireball at one point. But they believe that was the search plane because uh, those planes were known to carry a lot of fl- uh, fuel with them, and were known to just you know blow up pretty much right out of the sky. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Most of the most of the data that you gather from it um, said they were reported before they lost contact with the group that they reported uh, interference with their instruments. Uh, so they were kind of flying blind, um, and so that adds to the mystery of the thing. How what was causing their uh, Equipment to malfunction and they're, uh, you know, why, why were they lost? Uh, yeah, there's no, there's no real reason why they would be lost. I mean, because even if your equipment malfunctions, they still have the sun. Yeah, that's what I always wondered. Was that's a pretty dang good, uh, like compass, so yeah. to speak, would be the sun. Plus, they were supposed to return to Florida. Kind of hard to miss. It's, yeah, you know, yeah, it's a little big. And uh, <laughs> well, and then that's, I mean, the public awareness really kicked up at that point. Kind of started off the. The frenzy of over the Bermuda Triangle, if you will, and, and there's been, I mean, hundreds of reports since that time. Even. From what I was get, able to gather, there's like 115 documented cases mm-hmm. total. Like there was 50 before and 65 after, like um, the the flight 19 went missing. The uh, another big one, the the Cyclops. But, but a lot of people like they, 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 some people have said like thousands of missing. Not, yeah, but, right. No. but that number is overly inflated. I mean, 115 was like the ones that couldn't be fully explained. There's a lot of there's a lot of stories that have been debunked if you look through them. Uh, some uh, were weren't even in the location. They like it was in a completely different ocean. Like, or they failed to mention that there was a storm involved in the disappearance. Yeah. Or uh, the uh, the one that really uh, creeped me out a little bit was the USS Cyclops from 1918. They found the, uh, the well, the ship and its crew went missing. Uh, but this was a large ship, uh, oh, yeah, not yeah. the kind of ship that we really just disappear. 
Yeah, um, but especially, I mean, you would at least have lifeboats, typically, if something had happened to the ship itself. Yes. I mean, at least, good. like, something that wasn't totally so unexpected, it caught everyone off guard. Right, I mean. wreckage, lifeboats, uh, clothing, anything. Nothing's been recovered in most of these cases. And uh, as I found out while I was doing research for this show... There's a pretty good explanation for most of that. Oh, yeah? Well, one, one thing about the USS Cyclops is I just had to double check. World War One may have still been going on because that ship went missing in 1918. That's which true. World that was... War One continued into 1918. Well, they have contributed some of the disappearances to World War One and World War Two, where there I mean, were U-boats. attacks that were never fully you know, reported, like... Accurately, as far as like an actual attack goes, U-boats sunk a lot of ships. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of these are aircraft and, and boats um, in in a stretch of water where if you if you no get cars? turned around, uh, no motor cars, not a single luxury. <laughs> I was about to go Gilligan's Island. Oh, I'm glad you did. Yeah, uh, Gilligan. Now, they left from Hawaii though. Yeah, I that know. would have been a really long trip. Not yeah, it would have been a three-hour tour. Yeah. unless they had a time warp. Unless it, ah. yes, there could, and which is some of the uh, some of the supernatural uh, things surrounding the Bermuda Triangle, uh, UFOs abducting uh, the crafts, abducting ships and pilots and planes and technology from the area. Or uh, I've, I've read uh, because people who conquer interstellar space space travel, they like to hang out to in a take, triangle. Need to take propeller. Yes, right. Uh, planes. There's, there's a lot. They need to, you know, reverse engineer those prop airplanes. <laughs> they so could be collectors. Can, so <laughs> yes, it could be. Uh, uh, <laughs> I also like the wormhole. There's been there's theories that there's like a gateway in the well. There's one. The area. There was one pilot. I can't remember his name now, but he claimed like he actually went through like kind of a a wormhole that made him travel a greater distance than he should have been able to. Yes, it was like but he. The 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 hole in that argument would be that. How would he note? How would he calculate the distance other than his instruments? And what does what does the Bermuda well, no, he's, Triangle he's, mess with? He started off like <laughs> in a Bermuda, like um, he started off like specific near a specific island, and like within eight minutes he was like at like Florida, like twelve. Like I said, would he had to have gone to have traveled at like twelve hundred miles an hour in order to get from where he was at to the spot in Florida. He or where at. he thought he was at. Yeah, yeah, or where he thought he was at. My thought is he probably just was a lot closer than he realized. Or zoned out. Or zoned out. Ever, ever zone me. out behind the wheel for a few seconds? There was a, there, one of the coolest uh, survivor stories of, of anything in the Bermuda Triangle to me was a story about a guy in 1970 uh, who, uh, who was towing a boat. And a storm. He went. He went inside the cabin in the boat. And when he came back out, there was. He said there was this raging storm that was just suddenly upon him, and uh, it was coming towards him. So he start, Wait, he kicked. It was his coming boat. right for him. It's coming right for him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he uh, kicked his. He kicked his boat into high gear and was trying to outrun the squall line that was moving toward him. And uh, by the time uh, he he finally did clear the squall line, and the squall he said dissipated as fast as it had arrived. Just instantly, it was back. Bright sunshine again, except the boat he was towing was gone. Not, not a trace, and there was some uh, disturbance in one single part of the ocean, uh, which also plays into some more science fact yeah. about this area. Also, so, uh, where does Poseidon come into all this? I'm just curious. <laughs> the Greek god of what, the what, ocean? Yeah. 
How's Aquaman letting this go down? I, I mean, <laughs> I think Aquaman could be the could be the cause of the problems. I'm, I'm so I mean, he probably you know hates all the bad press he gets for yeah. being a, you know for being lame. He yeah. is not lame at all, sir. Look, really, when you were a kid, he wasn't the lamest character. Okay, on, on Super Friends, yeah. he's pretty lame, his, but they yeah, watered him down. Yes, on Super ah. Friends, he was lame, but yeah, no, Aquaman's kind. That's of cool. what I grew up watching, though. It's kind yeah. of cool. I don't have oh, any read, Aquaman comics. Yeah, read a comic. No thanks. <laughs> read a book. I'm a grown-up. <laughs> Whatever. I'm totally kidding. You're a grown-up. Yeah, You're oh, wearing yeah. Justice League earfold right now, they sir. They belong to you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Regardless. I like them, though. So they yeah. are, I like them. I mean. And there have been, uh, uh, not, to, not to redirect our focus or anything. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not to go uh, back yeah, on I'm topic. Sorry, no, that, sorry, yeah, but, sorry to get I back on topic. I derailed us yet again. Yeah, science fiction has also uh, found a lot of love in the Bermuda Triangle. Uh Millennium. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. It was a plane that disappeared, and the, they kind of went into like a suspended animation. And aliens came and like changed the things, and then sent the plane back. And then, it, well, in Close that, Encounters, of the Third Kind, Flight Nineteen, actually, yeah, yeah. That, they they were in that movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was aliens, right? And and okay, but discounting the alien abduction yeah. theory, of, I seriously of, doubt there's aliens involved in any of these disappearances. If you look at the actual, except reports, for the rednecks. Of course, yeah. The rednecks and alien and the mentally disturbed. Yeah, they actually aliens really got them. Yes, yes. I'm but, but now, so so if you break it down, uh, the strange disturbances and disappearances in the triangle, and especially if you take the common ground that's the things in all the reports, the uh, the magnetism, the electromagnetic uh, instrument. Messing Which, with the instruments. Of course, uh, that can be explained. The fact that we live in Florida, lightning storms can mess with uh, the compasses. I mean, that that is actually true. But but I'm saying that, that, that I mean, like you said, like the storms can sometimes just come up. I mean, that could easily explain why some of the instruments went haywire. And in, in this particular area is a convergence. On the planet of, of electromagnetism, which which stirs up the the, uh, the storm activity from the area. Uh, there's a lot of let's, let's not forget we live on a planet that is driven by electromagnetism. So mm, yeah. um, and protected by it though too. It doesn't seem out of the realm of comprehension to me that until 2012 a, comes, and then uh, we're going to lose our magnetic field. It is, it is that, 2012. Not, no, they've predicted <laughs> that uh, the solar maximum. Oh yeah, that that. No, they've proven that, that has nothing to do. Oh yeah. With the, the there were some nuts that were saying that solar maximum was going to cause the Earth to, to have a pole shift. Yes, but that's impossible because the pole, uh, all that comes from the core of the Earth, not from outside influences like magnet or uh, like right. solar radiation. We have a molten ball of of metal at the yes. heart of the, the Earth. So now uh, something I could say though, like have you ever like I. We're all from Florida, so... Yeah, we're right near the Bermuda Triangle. I mean, uh... A lot closer than... We're skinny dipping it. Now, I I grew up doing and still do like to go out boating, you know, on on open water. I don't don't know if either of you do. It's Uh, a boat. I haven't in a while. Yeah. But, like, you ever ever gone out to sea and and, and experienced a squall that came out of nowhere? I mean, because I have. Uh, I took a 12-mile... Uh, boat ride to an island called Cayo Costa. Um, it's like just off, uh, twelve miles away from around St. Petersburg area, out of, and um, 
on the way back. Like, everything was perfect. We went there. We chilled on the beach. We had a good time. We were coming back, and then out of nowhere, everything just turned black. <laughs> and then water spouts were all over the place. The dolphins disappeared, you know, because if you go out on the sea, dolphins will follow a boat. You know, yeah. they, they'll do all kinds of tricks. All of a sudden, they went away. And then shortly thereafter, Always everything. Always a bad sign. Yeah, it is a bad <laughs> sign because they were, they were all the way there, all the way back. You know, dolphins gravitate to people. Any purple lightning? No, thank God. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't in hell's bucket. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's out of nowhere. And we're talking within minutes, 15 minutes maybe, everything went from okay to uh-oh to, oh, God, batting down the hatches. <laughs> like, everybody inside, they, they covered all the glass with, with wood. Uh, they had flipped down yeah, because you know, I have off the note they have everything prepared as the put yeah, place. Like I mean, that. you know, the ocean. I mean, the ocean is a very dangerous place. Always has been, even in modern times. You know, like Mother Nature really proves every once in a while that she can flick us away like ants, like yeah. we can an ant. Like really, we're at the mercy. And and in places like there in the Caribbean, if you look at just how many Spanish ships have gone down. Yeah, look at all the treasure hunters that, that flock here well, because you, of just how It's a how major bad shipping lane through the Bermuda Triangle. So, I mean, there are going to be ships going missing and, I mean, stuff. Yep. Like, the the, the, the the storm's just coming up out of nowhere. I mean, the they Atosha the that got, that's got sank, the old Spanish galleon, that uh, they, they found that just south of Key West, you know, uh, that passed right through. The big sure. thing is that is a hurricane lane, too. Now, all my yes. research... The single yes. biggest thing yes, is, is almost every hurricane comes right through there. So. Well, it's, 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 there's a reason for that. I found this out when I watched uh, a little uh, documentary that the Weather Channel had done online. Um, that is a convergence area. You have the Gulf Stream coming from the Gulf around Florida going up the Atlantic. You also have the Atlantic flow that comes that brings the storms over, like off of the coast of Africa. The, the natural convergence point is sort of the right angle that Florida and Cuba creates, which is part of the side of the triangle. And... Uh, that, that area converges not only the currents underwater, it, it's a convergence point for atmospheric storms, a lot of low pressure, high pressure meeting in that area. Uh, the Weather Service, uh, when they go back and watch the their replays of their radar over a few hours, notice numerous times in the course of a day where they'll, they'll see storms pop up in that area and they're gone within minutes. It's, it's an area that has that. Plus, underwater... We have right off the Florida Plateau, which is where about where the tip of the Bermuda Triangle starts, you have some of the deepest trenches in the ocean. So it makes kind of, if you put all that stuff together, it starts Perfect to explain. Storm. It starts to explain a lot of why so many, because what you pointed out is in the Caribbean, look how many vessels and treasure seekers make a living by, by, by diving wrecks all in the Caribbean into the Gulf. Those are ships that got past those trenches. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me that if if you were out here and you went down in the water, that you could disappear without a trace because you would go. Oh yeah, simply because. Well, first of all, even finding something in the ocean not in a trench is is problematic. Yes, it takes years. Like I mean, like they found Titanic, but that had a lot of times it's it's just a sheer chance to even find anything. I mean, someone happens to be yeah. diving and all of a sudden they just found something out of nowhere, and then they. And usually, what they have to, what they're trying to find, uh, they they're able to raise enough money to really put together a very, very, very expensive, you know, undertaking like finding a sunken ship. And the only reason that they're able to find ships like the Atocha was because there was 
like $160 million in silver, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it was like, okay. Unless there's treasure to be so, found, you need like a TV show to sponsor you to look for absolutely. something. I mean, right, yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. Unless you have the data to give you a really educated guess on where to begin looking, mm-hmm. you're talking about, literally, if, if, if something wrecked right off the coast of Florida in the Triangle, the wreckage could be pulled by the Gulf Stream as high as New York. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and so... And when you start talking about the deep rifts in the Atlantic, it, it kind of all makes sense now. We would be remiss if we didn't mention on this particular episode that a lot of people also theorize that the Bermuda Triangle might be the exact location that the lost city of Atlantis. Uh, is not at. the lost city of Atlanta. Not Atlanta. I know where no, that was no, at. That's no. very close to there, too. Yeah. It's just not the same thing. That was a great episode. Uh, and, and there's some uh, current uh, bull hockey out there on the internet. Can I say bull hockey? Yeah. 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 That's actually uh, <laughs> I, I, one of the I, least offensive things that happens. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. My, my issue with that being Atlantis is um, <laughs> it's so far away from everybody that, you know, talked about it. Is it not? I mean, geographically speaking. It does seem to be far away, but, I mean, back then there was, I mean, how, how far away did they really know it was? I mean... They had an idea of where it might be, but they Pretty didn't really fair know. Idea though, they just get in a plane and fly over there. No We're not talking about sixty-five million years ago. We're yeah. talking about two thousand years ago. They, I mean, the continents moved over the span of a billion years. Yeah. Uh, so, but a lot of times when people mention Atlantis, it was Atlantis coming to them. So they only had a vague idea of where they were coming from. They didn't always actually go to Atlantis themselves. Yeah, they're only off yeah. by what, eight thousand miles. But I don't, I don't really well, think that even if there was a, if there was a sunken continent or city. In this area, I'm not sure that that really explains a lot of the. Well, there's some people also believe they, America is basically Atlantis. I mean, sure. what they thought it was. Nobody knew where we were until uh, until uh, Eric. What was it? Uh, they, remember they, they re- until the Native Americans came uh, over here on no, the land bridge. No, no, no. hold on. Hold on. <laughs> it's gonna come to well, me. The here. The, nor- the Viking guy, yeah, Eric, Eric, the, Eric the Red. Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, Eric they, they, he, he now no, no, not North. I'm kidding. No. That's another episode. That's true Blood. Our yeah. vampire's real. That's another yeah. kidding. Um, That's actually we're gonna do that in October. We're gonna do a whole like mo- uh, like mo- movie oh. monster month. Like oh okay, vampires, werewolves, zombie one, zombie. We're gonna do zombies again. We did zombies last October. Oh, uh, I didn't. But we're gonna do that again. Um, <laughs> Exorcist. Ooh, exorcism would be voodoo yeah. would be a nice topic. Uh, well, when we brought up uh, zombies. We mentioned voodoo a bit. I mean, because it does. Robert come the up. doll went into uh, Robert the doll was awesome. But yeah, we'll need to do I'm just an episode just on Voodoo specifically. Sure. But uh, October, we're going to do like a little like Monster Month. Oh, okay. Because there's there's five, there's basically five week uh, Wednesdays that month, and that's usually the time we like to put these episodes out. Now this week, of course, can be a little late, but eh, it happens. It happens. A lot's gone down in the past week and a half. So. Yeah. yeah. Which well, where were we? Like these ships. <laughs> these, <laughs> these ships, ships have gone down. down. Oh, gone down. that was a good segment. You know. I gotta say, going into this, I, I used to love the Premier Triangle growing up. But the more I actually researched actual facts instead of just the books that cater to people that you right. know want to yeah. read what they want to read, I've I've gotten disappointed with it because almost everything can be pretty much explained with just you know human error, weather phenomenon, and Mother Nature flexing her muscles, pretty much <laughs> showing yeah. showing us how truly and also small from we are. What I've been reading is like um, the amount of disappearances there. Are pretty much on par with anywhere else in the world. Just about, know. yeah. Yeah, yeah they're dramatically. It's because I think it's because of the reports of all the electromagnetic. Mag- yeah, I can't talk. 
The electromagnetic interference. Yes, there we go. Also, uh, another thing I tripped upon talking about the, the geology aspect of this, it also turns out that there's several seismic shifts that occur all the time on the ocean floor in that area. Yeah, it's right on the fault there. The, yeah, the bottom of the Buner Triangle is on a fault. And then I read a, that led me into this thing about methane hydrate, which apparently is a compound that it releases in a gaseous form from the plates at the ocean floor. Uh, and by the time they reach the surface, even a small bubble can be so big it would capsize a large ship. Yeah. They also uh, have reports of that that this uh, gas can be phosphorus, so it would cause glowing lights. Uh, looking, uh, if if you were a boat and you were nearby one of these, uh, you know, it could capsize your ship. Yeah, it changes the density of water um, below you, and yeah, your boat just basically sinks into the water without any real warning. And I thought another sidebar on the methane hydrate uh, part of this equation. A lot of the disappearances have talked about the people that are gone missing. Like the with the Cyclops, you had 309 people that just went missing. Yeah. In uh, the methane hydrate uh, discussion with scientists, they talk about the bacteria and things that are released from the ocean floor that are frozen in ice crystals because it's so cold down there that when it breaks up, it kind of acts as an incubator. By the time it reaches the surface, it's... There's bacteria and things. They compared it to like if you leave lettuce in a refrigerator in a bowl and you cover it and it gets all wilty because you're blocking off the air and all the bacteria is growing and everything. It's kind of the same concept, but you know it can make. Who says you can get one of those blow up right next to a boat and uh, everybody on the boat dies? Or, and, and, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so I mean, just the gas itself could just be poisoning me in and of itself and just kill everyone off before they can actually try to get away. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I like what Dobbs said. Uh, about all the uh... now, I, I was reading up on the bubbles, and they've even been said to be able to expect planes to the point of you know making them bringing them down. A good methane bubble can bring a plane down. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't resist that. Wait, Dobbs said something. Yeah, no, Dobbs uh, was was saying that if you look at the the water flow, the atmospheric conditions, the convergence point of the the fast, rapidly changing weather out at sea. All these things, it kind of creates, the the answer to me is what Dobbs said. The Bermuda Triangle mystery is solved by saying it's the perfect storm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It really is. And Not the movie, which I enjoyed. Which was a good movie. <laughs> but, like, that, yeah, I mean, really, can you think of, I mean, there, there are a lot of uh, really brutal places on this planet. And I, I would think that, you know, simply from how rapidly it can change, you know, that's got to be on the short list, you know, I'd say top ten more brutal Well, there's climates. also an area, something they thought was like an urban li- or a myth until like 1995 was something called Rogue Waves, which yeah. is, in that area, I mean, just these big-ass waves can come through and topple a boat like it's nothing. Yeah, it's on a fault line. Yeah. I mean, that's the recipe for big-ass wave... <laughs> A lot of times starts with with a shifting. But it wasn't until 1995 they even realized it was a real thing. They always thought it was just something you know a tall tale told at sea. But I mean, just even those waves is enough to explain you know why the yeah. boats can suddenly disappear without really any warning. Well, a lot of this also uh, when you look at geography, Florida is a plateau where we live on the top of what is a very large plateau and it extends out off the shore until just about the point where the triangle kind of starts. We're barely a plateau because yeah. we're right at water sea yeah, level. We're, we're sea level, but we're the top, we're the top of it. And, yeah. and, and if you look, if you go inland and you go to places that have plateaus in a, in a higher terrain, 
you see that there's, you know, there's hills, there's high country that lead up to where the plateau is, there's canyons, there's rivers. The underground topography is not much different than what you find on on the on the surface. So yeah. it, it stands to reason that there would be a big shelf which things would slide down kind of, you know, if they went down in that area. And that, we can only dive so far and look for stuff. I sure. mean, yeah, without tremendous expense. They do have submarines that can go really deep. They Sequest. They had they the can, ones but that, I mean, even the then, I mean, they need to go down to the Titanic. But yeah, you got to know exactly where something is to actually use that. Now one day you I'm can't sure just when they drop have down uh, and be like, oh, yeah, they're just gonna drop <laughs> into a random trench, hoping for the best. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll have giant commercial submarines that can go down that far, and we'll be walk, we'll be ancestors of ours will sail down the trench and they'll see all this wreckage and planes and boats and everything out there. But for now, well, I think that's thing. it. Thing is, though, the, the New Orleans will be down there. Maybe. But the bottom of the ocean recycles itself so much faster than that does on the surface. Um, that's one reason that you don't find old rocks at the bottom of the ocean. They found, I think, I mean, we found rocks that were like three billion years old on the surface, but about a hundred and some odd million years on the ocean floor because it just constantly well, it gets crushed, becomes yeah. sediment. Yep, and it and it recycles itself very rapidly. So, I don't know. O- ocean floor in itself is a mystery. I think that's ten times bigger a mystery than the Bermuda Triangle itself. It's actually why I used to watch Sequest. I just thought it would be cool if we had that. If that was, that was, we started colonizing yeah. underwater. It would be super neat. Now, I, cool. I have read there are like an actual couple of underwater hotels out there. You can only really? get to the submarine and you stay underwater. That would be super cool. But they're kind of expensive. Oh, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. I would like to stay in one at least once. I mean, you, your room has, you know, a little window so you can see out to the ocean. And the only way you get down there is through a submarine. What if they put fake goldfish in the window so it's like, oh, fish. <laughs> uh, you know, how cool would Aquaman be then? If you all, everybody lived, you know, that would, he'd be like Superman then. Yeah. Yeah, if everyone lived under the ocean, I mean, it'd be, help me Aquaman, not help me Superman. I still probably wouldn't say it, just on principle. On general principle, I'm not a big enough hypocrite to to ask for Aquaman. So, Well, wait, how do you you come down on Namor? I didn't didn't see him a lot as a child. Oh, that's right, you don't read He wasn't in Super Friends. Yeah, he wasn't in Super Friends. He wasn't on a cartoon that I watched as a kid, so... As I'm to understand, though, Namor would uh, hand him his own, but that's what I have heard. So. This is a Vic, this was it also depends. A, I mean, it's comics. So. Yeah, that's the thing. Who wrote it? That's yeah. that's what it all boils down to. That's one thing and, I hate about arguing about comic fights, because any writer can make any character win, no matter how weak or strong they are against anyone else. <coughs> We've seen that a lot yeah. in X-Men versus Avengers. <laughs> the... Uh, if you guys, I don't know what you guys were studying during this because we kind of studied independently of each other. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's a documentary Leonard Nimoy did back when he was doing In Search of uh, on on the Bermuda Triangle, which in the late '70s, early '80s, I think he's. You know, I that. have that series. I didn't even think to look for that the yeah. Bermuda Triangle in the most most of the the science stuff. Uh, they were talking about at that time, and only some of the more current data was like from the, the stuff I watched from the Weather Channel, Discovery Channel. They talk about. Uh, even the equipment we have today can't track the storms that that spring up in that area of the ocean because they, they come up so fast and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, like trying to track an earthquake with some of those storms out there. Especially I mean. if you don't know where anywhere to look. You're yeah. just looking, you know, if you look in this area, I mean, it's not like you can just get a radar dish that covers that area really, really extensively. You see the, the when, they, when a hurricane's coming, we have the radar from... From Bermuda, and we yeah. have the radar from Florida, and we have sometimes uh, Puerto Rico's radar, but nothing covers the whole area. 
So well, because because one whole leg of that triangle extends out away from everything. You're right, and that's the problem. That 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 is indeed the, the problem. But even still, and it's is. just not cost effective to put something no, out it, there. I mean, not. it's especially not when you look at the facts you were talking about about how the area really doesn't any major shipping lanes around the around the globe uh, have as many accidents in them as, as get reported in this area that this is just the mystery around it. And everybody I think likes to, yeah, even to, on the big insurance company, the, um, Lloyd's or something like that. Lloyd's of London had an Lloyd's ex- of London. Yeah. Even they've, they've gone on record saying that, you know, they, the accidents reported there are no more than anywhere else in the world. Like in they the say, world, they, they literally went on record saying it's no more dangerous than any major shipping lane. Yeah. And, and they're an insurance company. I mean, they have, they only have stuff to lose from an area like that. I right. mean, if, if the Bermuda Triangle was really as bad as a lot of people made it out to be, no way would they want to insure it. Yeah, they fly it. around it. I yeah. Mean, one, one thing that, that I, I actually typed into Bing and wasn't able to pull a definitive answer on, so, I mean, without doing extensive reading, I, I was just curious as to um, how strong magnetism might affect radar. Because radar is based off of uh, sending out electrical impulses yeah. and it bouncing off of a metal object and coming back would magnetism possibly interfere with that? And not just like, not necessarily just metal, yeah. but 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 that's that's the main that that would be aircraft radar. I but, can see it having a distortion, but I mean, mag- uh, magnetism basically affects anything that uses a signal. Yeah, uh, it, almost yeah, it, any signal would would be affected by that. Now, but would it just would it just create a static or a noise? Or would it actually mess with the, say, like a Doppler radar? If it was strong enough, you could, you could get a ghost image. Uh, you could, I mean, it can affect it. There's a lot of ways. Electronics is severely affected by electronics. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I was um, just wondering to what degree does the Bermuda Triangle's uh, magnetism maybe have on a Doppler radar, you know, on a on weather radar itself? And maybe that's that one reason they're not able to, to track the storms as accurately as they'd like to. I'm just wondering if it's a oh, contributing okay, factor. If it's a contributing factor, or if they know how to maybe tune their instruments to compensate. But I, that, there may be something. I like to. I'll probably look into that more. Um, I know that while I was looking stuff up here, it, it was I, it was a daisy chain of links. I, I would like link into one thing and then I'd see something <laughs> in there, and then link into something else. And, yeah. And the next thing you know, I've got like twelve windows open. I'm looking at all this stuff, and and, I, and it, it really is. A topic you can get lost in, yeah. Uh, especially when you start uh, reading survivor accounts. And I'm not trying. A lot of what we're talking about here totally discounts survivor accounts, witness accounts. Uh, so I pretty much write that all off to people being drunk. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> having, having grown up around sailors and all that, parents being my whole family's from the Keys. You know, all my family were sailors at one point or another, ex- with the exception of maybe my parents. But, you know, their whole gen- the generation before them, they were all people of the sea. And everybody who's ever been a sailor has seen something that science would be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, and that's just, I mean, but it's part of the culture almost. It's, it's like if you ever go fishing. The, the big ass fish always just gets away. You know, you don't, you don't actually bring it up. But every time you go fishing, invariably, you have that... That gigantic monster on the end that you tell all your buddies about, That's, but you never yeah. reel him in. You can never prove it, you know. And, and it's just like 
sailing. Yeah, and, and you tell somebody, and they look at you like you're crazy. And so, on a, on a human level, I could say, well, why would these guys make this up? But one of the reports, and, I, and you'll have to forgive me, I don't have the facts at hand on this one, but it was one that I found in the videos I was watching. It's um, all right. We're not too concerned with facts. Kimba, <laughs> <laughs> it came up, and uh, this was a clipper ship from like the 1700s. Uh, they were stuck in an area where there was no wind. They'd been stuck for days, like right in the middle of the triangle. There was no there was calm sea, everything. I remember reading a little bit. I don't know where uh, I read that now. A ship suddenly appears off their port bow that they didn't see. And there's nobody on the ship at all, and they try to hail the ship. They can't get any response from it. Uh, and the ship is at full sail and moving. Hmm. There's nobody on board, and these guys are stuck, and it's like 100 yards. They're in complete calm, and there's a ship just sailing on by with the sails full trimmed, no, no crew on board, and, and they're clipping along 100 yards away, which sounds like a really weird story until you figure out, you know, at the origin of storms... You you live in Florida. How many times have you seen it raining on one side of the street and not on the other side of the street? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's so been plenty of times I could run out my back front door, raining cats and dogs, go out the back door, and there's still a little bit of sunlight out. Right. So <laughs> when you're in an area where weather convergences occur on a regular basis, I don't I don't find that out of a stretch of possibility that you know maybe maybe the other ship had a few people on hand and some storm knocked everybody overboard and and the the sails were up and yeah. it's just sailing around you know. Uh, or there's always a chance that the other ship was just paranoid and thought maybe that was pirates waiting wait or something, so they kind of hid yeah, until yeah. they passed by. I That's mean, another thing. This was a, very, a big pirate lane, yeah, especially during that time. Yeah, during so, that yeah. time, a lot of ships would avoid other ships, absolutely, because there was so much pirate activity. Especially if they had no, they had no flag flying or anything like that. And they said they recognized the ship. They actually called the ship by name, but it didn't really strike me as that odd because there's two factors. First of all, weather, like we said, could be yeah. taking place in that close together. The other part of it was, okay, these guys have been sitting for days. They're on a boat. What are they doing? Yeah. They're, they're boozing, man. So, I mean, yeah. like, I mean, a lot of those stories, like I said, can be can be dismissed a little and bit. Plus, you're, you're out for days. I mean, delirium, delirium can set in. Absolutely. And make you start seeing things, even if you haven't been drinking. Yeah. yeah. Well, like people in the desert. Mirage. Yeah. It's like a, it's a mirage kind of thing. There, yeah, there's I mean, a you lot can of have things. similar mirages on the ocean just like anywhere else. I mean, yep. Most of the accounts of, of, of things that are very strange, like the guy who was running from the storm and his boat went down, the first thing I thought of after I saw that was like, wow, we're, how are we going to explain that one? And then later I watched the science thing about the methane hydrant. I'm thinking that would have been a perfect explanation. What if one of those bubbles pops up, the storm front pops up instantly, he's running from that, and then the bubble like swallows his boat? I got yeah. another one. Uh, what if um, him tearing ass like he did... Um, was pulling the boat behind him. It was a barge. Too it was fast. A flat, it was a flat boat. Too fast, and it basically nosed over and filled with water. Kind of like uh, if you're water skiing, you put your, your tips of your skis underwater exactly. and the boat takes off, you go straight down. Exactly. I'm yeah. thinking, I mean, that could be a possibility. That's probably more likely, I would think, than, than a bubble hitting a, a moving target within feet of you and not taking you down with it. Right. Just because it'd be too close of a call that like both boats didn't get taken out. Yeah. The funniest thing to me, you guys read, read about the fog in all these accounts. There's like a lot, uh, a lot like of them have the strange mist and fog yeah. that's out there. Well, of course you're surrounded by strange mist and fog. You're one of the most humid areas in the world and you're surrounded on three sides by landmass. 
Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah, in the middle of Florida. I can't tell you how many times I've had to come home early in the morning in the fog so thick I can barely see. Right. And, oh, yeah. You know, it only gets worse out to sea. And you get out to sea and you, you factor in the fact that uh, the electromagnetic uh, um, anomalies that are in the area already, uh, science tells us that they can attach to mist and fog and stuff like that. So you've got an area out there that's thick with stuff that messes up instruments, which explains a lot of the planes, a lot of yeah. the aircraft and stuff like that. Uh, I, I just I, I write this one off, at, you know, not to quote those guys on TV, but I think this one's uh, this one's debunked. I mean, as far as, 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 as me, I, I do want to look into more of the things. Uh, Atlantis has some interesting. Oh yeah, we're going to do theories. a future episode on Atlantis. I mean, we. We got a few, quite a few, few uh, future episodes planned. It breaks my heart to actually be a debunker on these because I want to believe all. This I, stuff, I know. You know? I, I like I said, growing up, I loved the Bermuda Triangle. I read every book I could, but all those books cater to people wanting to read, like wanting there to be a mystery, basically. And the more facts you dig up, the more you just see like there's no, there's nothing really too credible to say the the, the Bermuda Triangle is any more mysterious than anywhere else in the world. Right. It doesn't make me think. Wow, this place has got a real air of mystery surrounding it. So it, it, it. Especially if you look at how far apart a lot of these reports are. You're talking about generations in some points before a, a really strange occurrence has gone yeah. down. Uh, it, I, you know, I had an idea for the future. The, since we're already in Florida, I'm thinking at some point we needed to go like on a covert cast cruise yeah. through the Bermuda Triangle. In. I would do yes. it. In. <laughs> in. Yes. Mrs. Dr. Vern would come too. She would. <laughs> Mrs. Doctor. Or, Mrs. Doctor. or, or okay. I could not come. <laughs> but yeah. The cruises are fun. If nothing else, we'll get drunk on a boat. Yeah. And that's, and, a, uh, that's a winning point. In the Bermuda Triangle. We can get yeah. drunk on a boat in the Bermuda Triangle, shove everybody off board, and when we get back to dock, we'd be like, I don't know what happened. We just woke <laughs> up and everybody was gone. I do not um, endorse what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to push I've, everyone off a boat. I've heard stranger stories involving the ocean, though, than any we've read. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it, there's lots of strange so, um, stories I mean, on the ocean, but Bermuda Triangle is man in the sea has just beyond countless. Uh, how do you say? Just weird occurrences. I mean, it's been oh, yeah, a, it's been a very here be dragons rocky. <laughs> Uh, coexistence that we have had with the sea. We should and again, do dragon episode. We, we've, <laughs> yeah, we we've shot people into space, and and we still you know know jack about our own ocean and and how to really. I love dragons, so I, I think a dragon episode will be due. I mean, just would you chase a dragon? Yes, I would chase a dragon. Oh, jeez, here we go. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, you done? I was thinking, uh, you know, if you, if you, later. You could have uh, people who listen. I'm assuming people listen. Yeah, we have a few listeners here okay. and there. Yeah, Dozens. Maybe they, could, maybe they could email you. Maybe multiple with some suggestions of shows we should do yeah, on the um, cover cast. Go on. Um, hang on. I actually had a listener suggestion, but let me pull it up so I don't mess up his name again. Was it Crazy Clowns, Killer Clowns, or something? That would be an what? awesome episode too. Killer clowns? Yeah, I wonder where does the where does the clown, does the clown fear thing? thing come from? Did you uh, oh, see Killer Clowns from Outer Space? I it's did. A, about it's a... I watched that as a child a lot, as well as the movie It. My sister watched it one time. Well, that movie explains where our fear of clowns come from, you know, because the aliens look like clowns. Oh yeah, yeah. And, they, and and they they wrap us in what so looks do like politicians. cotton candy, <laughs> and they drink us like a, out of a big straw. It's a great movie. I love it. 
It's, it's dude, that's cult classic. I've got it. Uh, I think Killer Clowns for me falls okay, into one of those categories of a movie that was like so bad that it became awesome. Yeah, like like we've we've had awesomely bad conversations a lot because me and you are both into awesomely, awesomely bad, bad movies. movies. Yeah. So, you well, know, like well, one of our, our favorite, Never Too Young to Die. One of our listeners, Tom, <laughs> Tom he he sent a recommendation. He actually sent the recommendation for Black Eyed Kids, which we did a few episodes back. But he sent another one uh, called Skinwalker Ranch. Yes, yes. Which we do want to do an episode of that in the near future. Okay. But uh, we were talking about just a few weeks ago. We want to do an episode on precogs because I mean there is actual statistical data to back up that yeah. precognition is the, a possibility. The human has con- humans all have some kind of innate, almost imperceptible uh, precognition at times. Not but I've also talked to another couple other listeners. They're supposed to be sending me lists of stuff, but so far they haven't. Chicote fan, <laughs> <If>. <laughs> not to call anyone out. Not there, to call but, anybody out. Yeah. Uh, by name. But she's gonna send me. Uh, she said she's gonna send me some lists. I don't know if I had other people mention they're going to. But if anyone wants to send um, recommendations on future episodes, you can email us at thecovertcast at gmail dot com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter. Just search for the Covert Cast. The Covert Cast. The Covert Cast. And uh, and I always put the links up in the show notes on our website, thecovertcast dot com. So you can find the email and uh, Facebook and Twitter through there if you need to. Outstanding. Okay. Well, there, <laughs> Everyone so, looked uh, at me like I, I don't know. Man, you, I don't you, know came, you, know. you came back from the laptop like you had something. You had to something. Say. Look, oh, you you had that look. Uh, I you spun around like I have a point. Yes. No, I, I rarely. I, have something I to rarely, say. if ever, actually have a point. Sometimes you know you just like wind me up and I just kind of walk around <laughs> like this little thing, like the teeth with feet, like skinwalkers. Oh wait, that's no. We'll do no, that again. That's future episode. But uh, oh, let's see us. Uh, Atlantis, Skinwalkers, Precogs. We need some more conspiracies, good conspiracies to throw in there. Yeah, I, I came across a, a, a documentary not too long ago that was done by the Smithsonian. It was on Smithsonian HD. Mm. Uh, the Hunt for Bin Laden. I know you guys did 9-11. Yeah. Um, but, uh, boy, man, that really opened my eyes on a lot of stuff. Uh, they have been hunting Bin Laden since, you know, the Carter administration, oh, yeah. basically. Damn. And, uh, uh, I don't know what that th- made me think of, but I do also want to do an episode on Amelia Earhart. Oh, because I guess in search of, I mean, because I mean, there was a big yes. search for her at one yes. point. But yeah. I guess we're trying to say the Lindbergh baby. We like, to, we like to pimp out old Leonard Nimoy shows. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Leonard Nimoy is awesome. Yeah, he is. I got my restraining orders of. Um, it's like framed. Sheldon. Yes. <laughs> no. I don't know, man. I saw the season finale of Fringe. I don't trust that guy anymore. No, no spoilers. No spoilers. I'm not caught I, just, up. I just said I don't trust him. <laughs> So, uh, any final thoughts on the Bermuda Triangle? Only that I really wanted to find more mysterious things that couldn't be explained when I was researching this. I was, I wanted so much to grasp because always I'm always looking for the angle to grasp onto that this is real. But uh, it just seems like all the data on the Bermuda Triangle just points to uh, explainable phenomenon that is sudden and rapid changing. Well, I, I agree with with a lot of that, um, but I I find almost equal fascination with just the fact of how many weird things can be explained. I, I mean, like while I appreciate the unknown, sometimes something that is explained is still so foreign and hard to really grasp. And and a lot of what takes place, you know, in that particular region is just it's still out of the realm of 
the norm enough oh, absolutely. to where it's still fascinating. It is fascinating in the sense of you can actually pick up some books and and actually learn why. You know, is it there? There's not a lot of hidden stuff here. I, I hate actually, learning. I actually, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of like the fact that a lot, of, pretty much, almost all of this can be easily explained with neat science. Yes, it's neat. Yeah, it's very interesting stuff. You know, like I don't know, maybe that's just me. What do you think, Dusty? Well, like I said originally, I mean, I went into this being a fan of the Bermuda Triangle, thinking there may actually be something more mysterious there than there turned out to be. I was a little let down to find out. I mean, most of it can be explained through human error, storms, I mean, rogue waves and the like. I mean, I I, I do think there may be something more, more mysterious there. I mean, there there is... Um, there is like a one thing you showed me on the Google Maps, the uh, underwater city type thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Within the middle of a um, yeah, being a triangle. Now I found that interesting, and that'll probably come up in our Atlantis episode because I mean, Dobbs is quick to dismiss it because of distance. Well, what a, I'm just saying, what a conspiracy! Uh, why, why, if if a city is washed away under the sea, does it automatically have to be Atlantis? My point is... It, it, could, is no, no, it doesn't have to be Atlantis, no, necessarily. No, what I'm but, saying, though, is there's probably any number of dozens, maybe could be Cleveland. even a hundred of, of cities that have collapsed into the ocean. Well, you know, and and, and the you're right, of, and you're right. It may not be Atlantis, but here's a, I, I do find it interesting for our conspiracy nuts out there. Oh, I think yeah, it's well. funny that uh, when Google Earth put, this, put these images out, they used uh, for the Google Ocean... They used the sonar, which gave them the map of the ocean floor, and then, and then they put it out on the internet. And there's all these uh, indications there could have been some civilizations that sank or whatever. And then they redid the program and wiped all that out. Hmm. There's a conspiracy for you. They have an underwater base there. Maybe a programmer. They're actually. Do you guys know there is an underwater base? There. We have a. There's a. They call it the Aquatic Area 51. Autoc is what it's called. A U T A C. It's out near Bermuda. I think there's a future episode there. That that is that's actually what came up a lot in the research. Mm. That a lot of what the, the crafts and the, we didn't get into the UFO part of it because it, I, I don't really buy that. But yeah, the uh, when you're talking about the UFO part of it, there's a lot of experimental aircrafts at this place. You find Autoc. You're looking that up. I'm trying to Autoc. It's uh, uh it's a Rhymes with Montauk. <laughs> oh, now it's the Mothman that people are seeing. Never anyway. Uh, uh, Mothman sunk all the ships and brought down all the planes because he can fly. Because he can, yeah. Ah, uh, it's Autech. Autech. Okay, Autech. I'm sorry. You found it though. It's like At- the, it's it's like the Aquatic Area 51. It's Atlantic Undersea Test and Evaluation Center. That's it. Yep. That's pretty. Uh, there's, that's very interesting reading there, and and you're right, a, a completely separate topic. It looks like the thing from Deep Blue Sea, right? A little there. bit, yeah, a little bit. Here's Hello oh, Cool J. Yeah, we're Sam Jackson. <laughs> we're Sam Jackson. He, he got been, eaten by the shark. He's been eaten already. That yeah, is one of my favorite scenes of the movie because you don't see it coming at mm. all. <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie, go watch it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a really interesting. Treat scene. yourself to a double feature: Deep Blue Sea and uh, the uh, Shark Night. What about Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus? That is awesome. Yeah, it's hard to beat that one. That's one of my favorites. It's awesomely Or bad. the new Piranha 3 Double B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I, still, I, I kind of regret not seeing the first one in theaters. I wish I would have now that I see what they would have done with the gimmicks after I saw it in 2D. I was like, I should have saw this in the movie. Yeah, I saw it, in the, uh, I saw it at, at a friend's house. So, 
Um, oh, Dobbs, I saw something perfect for you. For me? Yes. Is this sarcasm? No, well, maybe a little bit. Okay. <laughs> no, they, so. they make a pair of glasses now you can wear to 3D movies that make the movie 2D. Now, I would possibly be down with that if they actually worked. Because I'm thinking it'd be good for you if there's a movie that's only available in 3D yeah. and you really want to see it. Yeah, like Beauty and the Beast 3D, was dying yes. to see that. Uh, yeah. No, no, it was not. Titanic that. 3D? Yeah. No, 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 no. I he was first in line for episode one 3D, I think. No. That's, that's too far. No, yeah. Too far, yeah, Bird. There's nothing like Jar Jar in 3D. <laughs> yeah. We've, but I thought the glass was pretty interesting. I mean, especially someone like you that can't really handle 3D. Cause yeah. Like, it messes, it messes with my head. head. Yeah. yeah, it hurts. I'm just waiting for IMAX Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. I'll go see that. I'd go see that. Yeah, sure. I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to go back to like the uh, Mosey IMAX. Because they do some good documentaries. Yes, they do. Yes, Everything do. looks more amazing I on love Mosey. We should, we should take a field trip to Mosey. I'd be down for that. I'd be down for a field but trip But to wait till Dusty grows his hair back out, though, so he can play with the Tesla coil. Uh, <laughs> a lot of fun. Well, the worst well you that, already have long you remember hair. I do. Mine goes out like five feet around my head. Like, do you all remember? I don't know if it's still there. It was when I was a kid. There was a, quote, hurricane simulator. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stand yeah, in that room there. and they just it's turn on there. a big yeah. fan yeah. and yeah. blow foam at you. Yes, it was awesome. Well, you can pick up the foam and throw it to the person behind you. Yeah. yeah. It's like, here, wear these goggles and this helmet and stand in front of this huge fan. <laughs> that was a good time, though. Those were good times. Did we have wrap up like ten minutes ago? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we did our final thoughts, and now we're just kind of rambling. But uh, yeah, for episode twenty-one, this has been the Covert Cast. This is Dobbs. I'm Doctor Vern, and I'm Dusty. Anyone want to do some outro music? <laughs> And now, the Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It's a Long Coat Mafia Podcast! You screeding up! Welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this conversation, or should I say, enjoyed the conversation about the Bermuda Triangle. But let me answer the question that's on your mind right now. Why did the first part of this program sound exactly like last week's program, but you said... Loch Ness Monster last week, and this time you, around you said Bermuda Triangle. Well, the the simple answer, yes, it did, uh, for that exception. The main reason why is because uh, I initially had the Bermuda Triangle stuff queued up and ready, and I said Loch Ness Monster. So, uh, to kind of save time, effort, energy, aggravation, does that mean I tend to use templates Yes, I do, uh, especially when there is technical difficulties involved some weeks. It makes things so much easier on the editing side of things, uh, so please forgive that. I, ho- I still hope you enjoy what I give you guys on a weekly basis, so stick with us for the main episodes for the week. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, a lot of interesting talk about what we're going to be talking about this week. Who knows? Just that... It's going to be an interesting conversation that me and Sasha have on the episode. So stay tuned for that this upcoming Wednesday. If things change, well, things do change and stuff happens. So till then, other than see you on the main episode is this. I'm a gamer. I'm wearing a bikini. See you next time on the Long Coat Mafia.